All right, Ron the Banker here. And Johnny Starr. Hey, we'd like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast episode and all the other podcast episodes. It's been a long run. It's been a long run. This is episode 137 you're listening to, and if you can want to listen to all the rest of them, go back to fireworksbrigade.com, if I could speak right. And uh, listen, we're on Spotify, and we're, we're expanding to new platforms every day, so please be... Please uh, sign up, subscribe, do all that good stuff, and don't forget our YouTube channel. Yes. Yeah, John. We got uh, we got the Pyro Throwdown on there. We got a bunch of stuff, and and don't be afraid to send us emails and contact us. And we're always we're always responsive there. If you want, if there's anything you want to see, check it out. And we're also always looking for uh, label ideas. You know, label names. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, you know, name your own firework. If Absolutely. we like it, we'll put it on a firework. I'll get it. I'll make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Call, contact us with any information. And again, thanks for listening. And uh, and also, Ron, I want to add that yeah. uh, you know after this last. Um, uh, talk with a bunch of the companies uh, they want to start sending us um, product to do a demo in our parking lot like we've done you know for our own shows at start but, yeah maybe just like oh happy family wants to do a demo oh raccoon wants to do a demo so we're gonna just do a youtube channel demo for any company who wants oh, to yeah. send us oh 10, absolutely you know 10 yeah. items 15 items whatever they want to send us we'll get the we'll get, we'll get the live the stream up there yeah, absolutely we'll get the live stream and do a little demo like that everybody was jealous of how good we treated uh black scorpion oh of course yes. Yeah, yeah we had we had metal signs we had everything going yeah well you know <laughs> and then we even uh and then we even got the owner to sign metal signs and then exactly. they came back and had me sign a metal exactly sign. we had yeah we had everything oh yeah well that'd be great we'll do it so, we'll um, do a live stream for anyone yeah so in the future you're going to see a lot more youtube videos on actual personal company demos especially after i get back from china absolutely they'll be sending me product to put in and we'll just dedicate one episode is going to be this demo another episode well, that demo well yeah we'll just live stream them all yeah so a lot of good things coming up on the youtube channel i guess is mm -hmm. what we're trying to say yep. and there's a lot of good things on there now we got a lot more uh, throwdowns and unboxings to put on there and uh look out for some live streams and like i said please subscribe and uh and let us danger know the following episode contains flammable material Maintain a safe distance and keep an extinguisher on hand at all times. Can get Indiana off my mind. That's the place I long to see. Long nights in the small room with the big dreams. Oh, Indiana, you're only dying here.
Fireworks Brigade is now online. things going on here <laughs> yes i got i got you know do you ever play that word although, although as i think about this i think it might be a, a bad proposition for you because you have no filter we've talked about that before oh yes but let's do word association you know that is i say one word and then you just say the first thing that comes to mind no oh, this could be tricky <laughs> yes ready okay go ahead all right larry lomez mentor oh there you go well that's nice that is a nice that is very nice so uh everyone internet this is fireworks brigade Ron, Ron the banker here, and Johnny Starr, and uh, we thought we would introduce this episode to you. So, uh, really, what happened is kind of organically grew. Usually, when we do NFA, right, we usually do it from the afterglow. Afterglow. This year, there was no afterglow, so we kind of did one during the uh, during the um, afternoon luncheon. Afternoon luncheon. That one's already been posted, and that one's a good one. Listen to that. John spends ninety dollars on two posters, and I haven't had the heart to tell him what it's going to cost to frame those yet, but. Um, so, but then, uh, that night we came back and we sat down with, uh, an old associate while we, while we sat down, we actually, we decided to sit up, uh, to set up in, uh, in the lobby bar of yeah. the hotel. Right. Right. Since there was no afterglow. Right. So we set up there, but you know, when you set up in the lobby bar, you never know what's going to With be. a bunch of pyros, you never know who's going to sit down next to you. Right. You never know how many people are just going to like start talking over you and just kind of like, you know, what are you guys doing? Asking all kinds of silly questions. So right. you never know what to expect. Right. So um, by sitting down at the lobby bar, uh, we did meet some interesting people and we met some old friends. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how we got started. Right. And the, the gentleman who we spoke to for the most of the time, who this episode is, is uh, his name was Steve Kozar. Steve Kozar. And how do you know Steve? I known Steve for a long, long time. Um, I used to buy fireworks at Midwest Fireworks. Right. And uh, he was uh, filling in for Larry. As he said, when Larry was detained. Right. So Larry Lomaz was the principal CEO, the main guy at Midwest Fireworks in uh, Deerfield, Ohio, Deerfield, Ohio. And that's where you pretty much got your start. And we talk a little bit about that and yep. how you used to go down there and get the fireworks and stuff. Although I don't remember how much of the conversation, you know, some of the parts of the conversation we didn't record. I don't remember. At the end there, we were talking about a lot of stuff, too, but a lot of it is on there. So anyway, Larry was your mentor. That's how you got started, and Steve was Larry's right-hand man. for Right-hand like guy for many years. Yeah. He over, knew where all the bodies were buried. Over 20 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, And so and I know we've talked about Larry before on this podcast, and, and only I, I think Larry would approve of what we always say because we always give him props. Well, we do, but, you know, um, we're not the only ones that talk about see this is how this conversation gets started yeah. we're not the only one that talks about larry lomas because he was such a crazy eccentric yeah guy in the business and very ahead of his time so many people from time to time will say what about remember that larry lomas i mean mm -hmm. the, the, you mentioned larry lomas everybody knows the name and they all have a right. different story they have a different lie or a different truth so um, what Steve would know. Steve would know because I say Steve Steve and I both have been with Larry a long, long time. Now, Steve was a right-hand man, 
But I was one of Larry's a few friends because he burned his bridges through everyone else. <laughs> Larry burned bridges. He yeah. was scorched. And earth. I was an yeah. idiot, so that's fine. Larry was you know? scorched. Earth. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so me and Steve knew a lot about Larry. And then there's you know other guys we had on a podcast like Bob Quinn mm-hmm. and Rob Burke from Burke Enterprises and the Pinball they all, Expo. They all knew. They him. all know Larry. They all grew up with Larry Lomas. So. Uh, in fact, at the PGI, after Larry died, we did a kind of a question and answer, uh, life and times of Larry Lomaz. There you go. And, uh, and it was good. We had about maybe 15 people showed up, you know, yeah. they, you know, um, we could just call this podcast the life and times of Larry yeah. Lomaz. <laughs> so, um, so that being said, that was the whole, this whole podcast was all about really just some funny stories about how, Larry. just how crazy Larry Lomaz is. And um, and I think uh, we've covered how Larry Lomaz even like <laughs> screwed over Sammy Hagar. I was going to say that's my is, if you're if you're interested to know why Larry Lomaz or like why Sammy Hagar will never write a song about Larry Lomaz, pay attention to this yeah. episode because there's a lot of Sammy Hagar talking here. So that's, it is it is kind yeah, of funny. It, it, is, it funny. is a really good episode, but it really is uh, you know going back in time and and talking with Steve brought back a lot of memories of Deerfield, Ohio for me. And uh, so it was interesting. And, uh, you know, we hope it didn't get too boring. No, I think it was very interesting. And I think I think what most people need to remember, because, you know, we talk about fireworks, obviously, but we also talk about business and things in business. You need to remember that in business, you're going to meet all kinds of people, whether they're the kind of person that, you know, is going to pay you on time and you can trust. And then you you, but you always got to remember to look out for yourself and watch out for yourself because you never know who you're going to meet. And Larry Although he was your mentor and he knew what he was doing, you 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 couldn't really trust him because you, you he would he, he if he saw an opportunity he would take it. Yeah, the you know what I even tell the young kids that work for me. Um, you obviously you don't want to follow everything I've done in my life. You don't want to do that, right? And and just like I could not follow everything Larry did in my life, he was a mentor, right? But you have to take the good parts from people and leave the bad parts, you know, right? Um, you know, so you as a banker might have many good things to tell uh, younger generation that are coming right. up into banking, but they wouldn't right. want to take some of the other stuff you've done or some of the negative right. aspects of it right, because right. that only taints their vision of what they want to do or what they right. want to be. Yeah. So I, I tell the young people, you know, follow, you can learn from me as much as you want, but leave the bad <laughs> behind and, and take, and take the good and use it to your yep. benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, but I think overall it was a, it was an, it was a fun interview and we just got to hang with, with, with him and it was, it was a fun time. And, I learned a lot because I, I know, and I've met Larry a couple times, and and uh, it was always, it was always an adventure. So yes, and always. then you know, as we were talking with Steve, and then you were uh, you were be looking at me, and then you'd be like, "I see a pattern here." So you yeah, could see, like, yeah, you could see could how see some of the traits of Larry Lomaz <laughs> dies yeah. hard inside my heart. You well, know? and I think I think um, I think it's in, ingrained in the fireworks people too, though. Yes. I think that that there's part of that that renegade, you know, uh, you know, uh, all no holds barred type thing in fireworks because it is such an analog thing in a digital world. And anybody who started a fireworks company. Especially uh, back then. Back then, and uh, not so, yeah, I say not so much recent, but anyone who started a fireworks company back then, even myself, pretty much has the same 
story. We all started selling fireworks as a kid, whether it be on a card table, out of the trunk of my car, right. um, you know, Camstar, John Blogen, myself, yeah. uh, you know, you, you, um, some of the other companies that are older, they started the same way, but their kids inherited them and then you know they don't really right. know how they started or they they can tell you how their father started but they didn't start like that yeah there was no email there was no websites yes. there was no internet you know like just... i said to somebody you know my first store was in fort wayne indiana yeah and uh my tables were banana boxes and plywood right that i got from the grocery store and uh you know on the way out of town i returned the cash register and the fax machine because mm. <laughs> who needs them all year long so <laughs> You know, and it's funny when you hear, but now you got but that's how we basically all of us started. You know, Camstar uh, went and bought you know fireworks and put them on a little card table on one end of town and sold right. them. Then right. he got a friend of his to sell them, to get another card table and sell them on the other end of town. Right. So it, it is it's, interesting listening to guys like Larry Lomaz and different. You know, I wish we uh, could have uh, you know interviewed a lot more of the old timers before they passed right know, right because they did have some interesting stories mm -hmm. and uh so at least this one we did get to share the life and times of larry lomez Absolutely. And, uh, which were you know he was a lot more clever he was a lot more uh determined and uh vindictive yeah he was just scrappy probably most any of but us. and he was also his own worst enemy. Own worst yeah, enemy. Yeah, he would. You know, and I've I've told you that about yourself many times. Many times. Sabotage you're, you're, myself. You're, you're sabotage yourself. It's almost like you enjoy it. I do. Yes. <laughs> well, with that all being said, why don't we all take a listen to this special episode uh, from the uh, from the uh, the bar, the lobby bar, of the hotel right after NFA. There was a Thursday night. And then after this, we'll come back and let's do a quick wrap-up of what, what our impressions were of NFA right. and what we can uh, think yep. about going forward. Sounds good. Watch it on TV. <laughs> Sit and watch what on TV? Uh, you start. We're starting. Roll. We're All rolling right. here. Ron, guess yes. what night it is? It's uh, Thursday night. So that means it's... Day number four of the NFA. Right. That means tomorrow it's all done. We got one big demo tomorrow night. Yeah. And uh, and everyone's going to be heading out of here like a carnival town. Yeah. They're all going to be leaving us. Yeah, bad out of uh, hell. Yeah, I'm getting out of here myself early. But uh, well, you can't do that. You, you, yeah, you, yeah, you need to night. speak. And then, uh, But I'm going to leave a little bit early, maybe. Okay. You're leaving first thing in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, you're like a rodeo clown. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I got to like vapor trails. I'm out of here. Vapor so trails, yeah. But it's been fun. We don't want to disparage it. And no, it's, like been it's not been fun. fun. We're, yeah, we're, we're here at the, what, uh, Hilton, uh, Hilton Lobby Bar. Uh, Hilton Lobby yeah. Bar. The demo was tonight. Uh, one Another demo. that yeah. They all seemed to run another together demo. like one huge long demo. We had a long, uh, long dinner at the Auburn Oh, my Steakhouse. God. It was longer than some weddings. Yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Long as some weddings, and we had uh, we had uh, some good company, a lot of wine, a lot of a lot of laughs. Uh, you know, with Bob, you get a lot of Larry Lomas stories. You know, but all good. You know, Bob's Larry Lomas again. Bob's living in the past, but he loves the Larry Lomas stories. You know, yeah. and uh, me and Steve love Larry, but we also can we know the real Larry. <laughs> Larry that that's doesn't sure Larry that. doesn't pay or nothing. You know, so uh, but that's all right. So yeah. he wouldn't have picked up the tab tonight, would he? No, yeah. <laughs> Thank God for Bob. Bob picks up the tab. Larry would never pick up that tab. Well, no, you, not that you, big. You need to introduce our guest. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. 
So we are sitting here on the podcast with the man, the myth, the legend, Steve. He used to run Midwest Fireworks back in the day when Larry was being detained. As oh, <laughs> so you're a Larry. More than, uh, more, than, uh, more than once, that's for sure. Yeah, he was detained a couple times. But, uh, yeah, and uh, Steve also ran the Florida store. Yes, I opened up the state of Florida. Yeah. And New Hampshire. And New Hampshire. Seabrook, New Hampshire. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Steve goes a long we way got back. He's a, he's wow. a legend. Yeah, we were telling a lot of Larry stories tonight. Let me hear some of them. Let's see yeah. if I remember them. Oh. What was one of the best stories from tonight? Well, my best story of Larry was when he uh, used to advertise in the magazine. And you send him a dollar and he gives you a buffalo head nickel. <laughs> And uh, I used to see those. Answers. And he didn't, and he didn't give anyone a nickel. He just collected right. all the dollars. <laughs> and then when, uh, when they finally, you know, brought him to court, he, you know, his, Larry with his smirk on his face said, "Pot, who's gonna show up for a nickel?" <laughs> well, when the doors of the courtroom opened up, people were standing all over, and he says, "I don't <laughs> think it's gonna end well." <laughs> Did he have to make things right and pay everybody nickels? He had to give everybody a dollar and a nickel. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. And if I remember correctly, Larry would never, he would never get a lawyer. Or he would just represent himself or he wouldn't pay the lawyer. Well, in the later years, Larry, yeah, Larry never paid a lawyer and then he had to represent himself. Larry never listened to his lawyers. Never, yes, yeah, exactly. That was another thing. Yeah. Or accountants or tax no, people. He never listened to anybody. Nobody, nobody yeah. Mm. Sounds familiar. <laughs> it, it was always we made a mistake, but when on the Fourth of July, it was I owned everything now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How about <laughs> it was always right? we, and yeah. then it became I yeah. during the Fourth of uh, July season. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yep. Well, you want me to tell my famous story? Yeah. Why don't you yes. Let's hear. I always like story. telling this one story. It's about Cam Star. Oh, oh yeah, there okay. you go. My good old dear friend Cam Star. Yep. May he rest in peace. All right. I one time him and Larry. Uh, back in the, um, I'm going to say in the 90s, uh, swapped out product. Uh, the difference was $40,000. Larry owed Camstar $40,000. We got a container of his uh, racks that he mm -hmm. used to sell back then, the four shot, the eight shot, and the 16 racks. And Larry traded him with all these old Flight of Phoenix equipment he had left with no engines. It was the tube. It said flying on the Phoenix. The, the uh, what's the cap they put on the top? Oh, a little the red arrow cap. cap. Yeah, arrow cap. And, yep. And, and the and the, uh, the tripod stick that that you put it in. What's and what's we, a flight of Phoenix? It was uh, a, rocket. a, oh, a rocket. missile he had. A missile. Oh, yeah. missile. Oh, okay. Uh, so and you would put some type of. of that's right. So there was yeah. a swap out of uh, of forty thousand dollars. So after we unloaded the truck and we unloaded the container for Cam. Larry comes down and hands to uh, Cam's buddy a, a brown bag of money. So this guy sits down and starts to count the money. Larry had a fit. You're going to count the money in front of me? He goes, I can't believe you're going to count this money in front of me. And he looks over at me and Brett, who were working. He goes, can you believe this guy's going to count the money? You know? So this guy felt kind of bad about doing timid, it so he timid, said sure. okay mm. it's all here he goes to 40 grand's there so the guy left got in his truck went down two miles to Deerfield Circle oh my favorite place he pulls over the side and counts the money okay and it was $19,000 uh. 
So about 10 minutes later, we get a call from Cam, and he asked for me. He didn't ask for Larry first. Uh So I get on the phone. He goes, Steve. I go, what's up, Cam? He goes, Steve, there was only 19,000 in that bag. I said, you're going to have to talk to Larry, Cam. I did not bring him the bag. Larry brought him the bag. Sure. He says, well, is Larry there? And I said, yes. So Larry gets on the phone. He goes, yeah, Cam, can I help you? He goes, Larry, the bag was 19,000 short. Cam, I don't know what kind of people you hired, <laughs> but there was 40,000 in that bag. Oh, so I, I don't know what kind of people you hired. And I guess him, Cam, I don't know what was Cam saying on the other end. Larry goes, all I could tell you was, Cam, there was 40 grand in the bag. He left it was 40,000. Man, oh, man. So after he hung <laughs> up, me and Brett were sitting there, and I looked at him, and I said, you bet you did it again. He goes, you made a scene tonight because he was going to count the money. You knew it was short. But that's Larry. He got away with it and never paid the $21,000. Wow. So that was one of my favorite stories. That is a great story. Uh, You know, uh, sorry I told tonight, you know, on Larry's, uh, Larry's on his deathbed. You know, I'm at the hospital. Okay. And, uh, Larry looks at me. He's got that look in his eye, you know, and uh, he never lost that look, you know. And he said to me, he says, John, what did I do to deserve this? And I said, what did you do to deserve this? I bust out laughing. <laughs> and he has that little smirk in the corner of his mouth. You know, he's, I said, what did you? I bust out laughing. I said, Larry, you did everything to deserve this, this, for God's sakes. I go, nobody lasts nine months in hospice, but Larry, it was the Lord wanted him to pay for everything. Nine nine months times 30 days, that's 270 days. That's about about how many people he wronged in his life. Oh, at least, at least. (laughs) Exactly. That was him. Those are all time. Well, I, I could I could tell you another famous story. All right. Was the the roller coaster firecracker guys. Oh, the uh, Cassiola brothers, right? Cassiola brothers. That's correct. Right. Oh. So they had a oh. company called Roller Coaster Firecrackers. That's correct. I think okay. you met them. Every well, they were a special them. firecracker. Okay. They were an inch and three quarter, and then an inch and a half, and they were much louder than the regular firecracker. And titanium, I so, believe. Yeah. Oh, yes, wow. Right. Nice. So it was in the middle of the winter. These two guys come out to Deerfield, and I happened to be there that day. Two brothers. So it was Larry. The Cassiola brothers. two brothers. brothers. Yep. That's correct. So they came and showed us this new firecracker. So Larry looks it over, and they told Larry, if you buy a container, we'll make you the exclusive guy in Ohio. Larry goes... So if I buy these roller coasters, nobody else in Ohio can sell them. And that's right up Larry's alley because of right. Bruce. So, yeah. And the two brothers says, yes, Larry, you'll be the only one. So Larry ordered a container, which was about 80000 He ordered 500 cases. There were two kinds, a 50-pack and a 100-pack. So he yeah. ordered the container. We get the container about 10 days later. We unload it. It was on credit, of course. Of course. Larry yeah. never paid nothing up front. Yeah. But anyway... About a week later, I went up to Conneaut, Ace Fireworks, to see Frank drop him off some product that we sold to him. So as I was walking around in Frank's store, I saw roller coaster firecrackers on the shelf. So I said to Frank, I go, Frank, where'd you get these roller coaster firecrackers? He goes, oh, some two guys came up here, two brothers came up and sold me these cases. I said, well, how many did you buy? He says, I bought 10 cases each. 
So I called Larry while I was there. Larry answers the phone. I said, Larry, Frank's going to tell you what he has here. So Frank says, You're an instigator, I, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Frank you instigated him. Yeah, you started Frank this. goes, <laughs> You started Frank it. goes, well, What do you want to tell me, Frank? He goes, Hey, I got roller coaster firecrackers. That's all here. you had to tell him. Uh, Larry went crazy, puts me back on the phone. He says, Get back here quick. So I go back to the Deer Phil. I said, he says, you're my witness. And I go, what's that? Did they tell me I was going to be the exclusive guy in Ohio? I go, yeah, Larry, they did say that. I was in the office when they said it. He goes, well, they ain't going to get paid. No, I knew that was coming. <laughs> so oh, these there guys you go. pounded Larry for months. And to this day, I don't think they ever got the 80000 oh, So he was actually probably happy to hear that they did this oh, tool because then he didn't have to pay Larry's been way That was his out. That was his way out. Yeah, that was his, that way, was his out. way out. Yeah. And he told them when they kept calling, you sold the Frank at Ace Fireworks. And they, they, an they never would answer that question. Oh, but, yeah, of course. Not. But that was Larry's yeah. way out. Yeah, he had an excuse to not pay. <laughs> I just I just love how he would lease those cars in the later years, not return them, couldn't drive what, them. What do you mean couldn't, not return them? It wouldn't give them back. He'd just hide them. <laughs> he couldn't drive them. He couldn't get a license plate for them, but he wouldn't. He didn't. Well, what was that? What, I didn't hear what you were talking I just, about. I, Larry would, you know, lease these cars, and then he wouldn't return oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, but Larry... Give the car back, get another one. Ah, oh, dang, fuck the man. Well, yeah, you heard about the, the boat he bought once. Oh right? yeah, yeah, I think you. The Phantom boat. He, what, what's the Phantom boat? <laughs> I don't know about that. I know he had a boat in the backyard there when I first. Well, he met never him. paid for that one either. He oh, bought boy. that through the mail order. I remember when he bought that. <laughs> the reason why I call it the Phantom boat. He would go out at night and terrorize the lake. <laughs> yeah, no, and then in the during no daytime, way. he would hide it, and they, the cops would come looking for, it and they could never find that boat. And that be, that's became the fan. Nobody could find no. the boat. How would he? Where would he hide it? Well, he had a place out on the uh, lake. Oh, okay. And he hid it in his his garage. Oh, okay. So they would never see it. And then he he also put like fake numbers on. Oh, the yeah, boat that was, I forgot about that. <laughs> he would change the numbers all the time. The registration yeah. numbers. Yeah. They meant nothing to Larry. So they didn't know who he was. Did he? Did it, did it have a name on it, or did he change the name too? Uh, I don't think he ever had a name. No, he had a name. But he did change. I forgot about that. He, he did numbers. change the numbers quite a bit. <laughs> what? I could tell more and more oh stories about him. Did he just do this kind of stuff? I mean, <clears throat> just because he could, or I mean, he well, just—he was uh, just always like like so many. I'm not going to go into you know races and all that, but he was a bully. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. He, he used his money to bully people when he could have paid his bills and made a whole lot right. more money. Oh, yeah. He could have made, if he'd have ran his business, if he would have probably listened to me, he, he could have been the king of fireworks. He, honestly, he, he would have been. blew his money. He was a, a, he was a, a terrible gambler. Vindictive, really bad a gambler, gambler, and he didn't want to pay his bills. No, know? never. I remember never. listening to him on radio, Air Thunder, all this stuff. He says, <laughs> I ain't paying for it anyway. <laughs> and then he, you know, he had all his advertising, and he didn't pay the bill. Well, then, but how would he get the advertising next year? I mean, oh, if he, he didn't there's pay. There's always a guy that there's always a guy that believed in Larry. Yeah. Because Larry was around you, he'd make he'd make himself sound so good, and uh, hundred dollar bills at a stripper. Oh no, you got the, you just the famous thing he would always say to people: you got to look at the the quarter behind the dime. 
he, that was another famous thing. Was the quarter behind the dime. And I would tell people, you got to remember one thing. There's no dime, so how can there be a quarter? Mm-hmm. He did that to the box guy. Really? All right, this box guy came out one day. Me and Brett were there. He came in. I go, what are you here for? He says, well, uh, I'm here to see Mr. Lomez. And I said, well, what do you sell? He says, I sell boxes. And I said, what kind of boxes do you sell? He says, I'm going to make this New York box for him, the New Yorker. New York okay. So I said, well, you got to go up to his office. He says, I'm going to give you one hit, brother. Do not give him credit. That's my advice. To that was him. nice of you. Yep. So this guy went up there. I wasn't in the room, but he, Larry did his famous talk. The, dime, the, the quarter behind the dime. Mm-hmm. And if you give me credit, come and see me on July 5th and you'll get paid. He always sold that to everybody. Mm-hmm. Come and see my. Now, yeah, I'll tell you right now, in the 20 years I worked there, he was never there on <laughs> July 5th. <laughs> he never showed up. In fact, he didn't show up for months because he knew he owed everybody money. And uh, so he went in there. And he, uh, this guy came back. So me and Brett says, well, what'd you do? He bought 100,000 boxes. I said, these New Yorker boxes? Yeah. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, New Yorker was made by, at that time, B.J. Allen. B.J. Allen, yes. The New so, Yorker assortment. Yeah. Yeah. So we got, we were shipped the boxes and we made the assortments and the guy gave him credit. He mm. told me. Uh, he Even though you out. warned him. Yeah, and I warned him. I said, you gave him credit. Right. Yeah, I gave him credit for $20,000. I said, well, I told you not to give him credit. So, well, he told me to come out here on July 5th. I said, okay, come on out of here on July 5th. Yeah, you'll. So, you won't Larry made thing. these boxes of New Yorkers, which no, nothing like B.J. Allen's assortments, <laughs> and was selling them. And, uh, uh, of course, Bruce got back at him mm-hmm. and went and sold him. So Larry had all these assortments made, and Bruce took him to court, oh, and yeah. he couldn't sell them. So we had to hide the boxes. Mm-hmm. So we had to hide them back in the building. So the people with the regular New York assortment, they yeah, sued because you were... New Yorkers. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what they went back and forth suing each other. It was a really years. bad thing he okay. did. It never yeah. worked out. Of course, the guy came on July 5th. And of course. Of course, Larry. Yeah, was like he was told. Yep. yep. And I don't think Larry ever paid him either. No, no. I mean, no. I could name oh my people God. after people. Oh, yeah. How um, did he not end up in jail? Or? That's a good question. He loved to fight, and a lot of people that he took advantage of didn't have the money or the resources right. to fight him. Right. You know, he, as I say, somehow he, he could hire lawyers. He would yeah. get lawyers. To, uh, and he did pay them, him. but then he also he, he would give him the them down payment, too. and that yeah. was the end. That of was it. the end of it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and there was then always, he would use them till the end. But yeah, there was always another. The one lawyer, his his last lawyer. I mean, that kid was a young kid. He died. Uh, what the heck was his name? The uh, lawyer died. Ludwig? No, young kid. He. Uh, and then Larry, well, see, I wasn't with him. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, a young kid. He had working for him, and the guy ended up dying at a young age so he wanted me to break into the office to get his files out <laughs> and i says you think i'm gonna break into a law office like are you Forget crazy it. i go not i said larry how do we how are we gonna get up to the fourth floor how are you, did you ever think of that you know but he, yeah. he, he did go like to jail cat once. burglar he did go to jail yeah. once mm-hmm. and he went this is how he went to jail 
he uh, he he sold some fireworks to this guy, and the, the guy didn't pay him. He didn't like when he didn't get oh, paid. Yeah, he didn't like when yeah. people didn't pay him. So he called the guy up, made this fake name, and told him he was the FBI. And it was unbelievable that Larry picked the name, that there was a true guy in the FBI with that name. So he's impersonating So this guy, after Larry threatened him, he ran down. He was from West Virginia. He ran down to the FBI office and says, please don't put me in jail. I'll pay you the money. Just give me time. And the FBI asked him, well, who, who called you and told him that? And he gave him the name. I, I don't know. I can't remember his name. Let's just say it's it was like, Andy Jackson. Right. Andy Jackson, FBI agent. Well, there was an agent in Oklahoma <laughs> named Randy, Randy Jackson. And they said, I never did this to this guy. I never called him. Said, well, who called you? So they set him up. And he called, this guy called uh, the number that Larry gave yeah. him. And he told him, you know, are you an F? Yes, I'm an FBI agent. And it was being recorded. And I uh -huh. want my damn money. And if I don't, we're going to put you in jail. Of course, two days later, there wow. was the FBI, and I think Larry did about nine months. Yeah, that's nine when months. I met, yep. That's when yep. John well, came That's when I met him. He was in jail. Oh, wow. Why, uh, yeah. He got caught for impersonating an FBI officer. Yeah, the impersonating a federal <laughs> officer probably is bad. How about the old days you go to Deerfield? They had white German shepherds. <laughs> oh, they, had, yes. they had guns on their sides. <laughs> this is a wild west over there, you know? I remember, I remember those white German, well, German oh, yeah. shepherds yeah. with yeah. guns on their no, sides. No, they had guns. <laughs> we and, always had dogs out yeah, there. Yeah, and they had oh, okay. dogs had dog, all running all, all over the place. Yeah. So Larry I, loved German shepherds. That yeah. was his favorite oh, okay. dog. But he yeah. had, and you don't see, I don't, I haven't seen a white German shepherd in years. That, I remember that but dog. That was a pretty dog. Yeah, it was, yeah. Pretty dog. He had a couple of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, he had babies. Yeah, you know. yeah. How long uh, did you work for Larry? 20 years I was out. 20 years? And now you field. now you do fireworks on your own? Huh? Now you have your own fireworks company? Well, I was, uh, after I left Larry, I hooked up with Galaxy for 12 years. And then for 10 years, I ran my uh, own. I had four tents down there, me and another guy. And uh, I kind of got out of that. And now I'm going to try. This is unbelievable. I'm going to open up a store. That's about eight miles from Deerfield. He's going, he's going back to, to his roots. And wow. I said, if Larry was alive today, he'd probably go crazy because I'm about eight miles from where, yeah, he, yeah. where he used to be. Yeah. Well, that's good. And I'm going to be called Saturn Fireworks. Okay, Saturn okay. Yeah. Fireworks. There you go. Was Ga is Galaxy still around? Yeah, yeah Galaxy's they're still, still around. around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah she's done of, very well in Florida. Yeah, Florida. What's that? What's her? Uh, Chrissy or... Well, it's Sharon. Sharon. Sharon, yeah, Sharon. Daughter's Chrissy. She, your yeah. daughter's Chrissy. Yeah, daughter's Chrissy, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. the fireworks are in your blood, huh? You can't get you can't Yeah, get I met Larry in 1973. There you go. In Akron, Ohio. Uh, so did we meet him when we went and sold cheeseburgers for Kenny Chesney? Nope, Steve was not there at that time. Steve was no, no, no. he must have no. been. No, well, he no, was. I left Larry in 2000. Well, but and that's that, when Bob Quinn came in. The but picture. he might have been you. He might have been down in Florida at that time. Oh, yeah. So did we meet Bob Quinn when we were selling cheeseburgers? No. I, been, I was in Florida for forty years. Yeah. Oh wow. I, okay. I I remember when I had my twenty fifth anniversary. We had a, I we they threw a big party for me, and I called Larry that morning and I said, Hey Larry, I want to thank you for giving me that opportunity to open up the state of Florida. He says. 
you outlast me, you know? And I said, yeah, I got 25 years in, and you only made 20, so I did outlast yeah, you. Yeah, did outlast He said, well, Steve, I was, I, you were always my right-hand man. <clears throat> you know, I said, well, I, I got to say one thing. You never screwed me for a dollar. Yeah. I always got paid. Of course, I handled the money. Well, you handled the money. There you go. You take your money out first. Yeah, I yeah. took my money first, but he never said a word. He always says, what do I owe you? Take it, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. But, well, at least he knew that much. I got a lot of memories with that guy. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, when we went to Vegas, I used to carry suitcases load of money. So how much, what's the biggest bet you ever saw him make? Huh? What's the biggest bet you ever saw him make? 100,000. I did it nine times. Nine times? And I never, he never won. Oh, man. He used to oh, drive man. me crazy because I would call some bookies in Akron. They would beg me. They would take it. I go. I gotta have a. I gotta show. He always asked me for the ticket when I came back. Well, you know, yeah. I, I was gonna ask you. Know, you did you ever want to sure just? I made the bet. Did you yeah, ever want to just hold the bet in yourself? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. But he couldn't. What you want? But I didn't have the money to back it if he yeah. would have won. Yeah. If I had it, I would have done it. But you could have. But you could have just easily did what he did. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I got there too late. I figured I just hold this one out. <laughs> but now nah, he never won. Yeah, never won. He was never bad. He, one year I remember he was. I, I I knew one year he was winning because he didn't call me and ask me for money. He had a real good basketball yes, season, and man, he was on fire. And they were they. He'd go up there and they changed the line when he left. Yeah. He had a really good the basketball season. Yeah, the pressman. Yeah. You want me to tell you the Louis Alonzo story? Yeah, well, absolutely. Hi, <laughs> uh, this was. This is going to call this uh, podcast the Larry Lowman. The, the, the man, the legend. Louis Alonzo comes out there. He was the M80 guy from New York. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him. He, he was in a Class B business. He did mainly shows, okay. little retail of fireworks. So he came out and wanted to uh, talk to Larry about the law. Mm -hmm. So while he was talking, Louis, after they were done, Louis came down to my office, and we start talking about gambling. And Louis says, well, I gamble. I bet all the bookies in, in, uh, in New York. He was out of Albany, New York. Okay. So, Larry, I called Larry. I said, hey, Larry, come on down here. Louie takes bets. So, Larry comes down, starts telling Louie. Louie starts telling I take bets for bookies. And he goes, well, have you ever heard of the press man? And Louie goes, well, who's that? He goes, that's me. <laughs> when I bet, the line moves. The line and I'm moves. I'm sitting there going, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> so, he threw him all this so Louis takes bets for him, and this is a God's truth. Larry bet a thousand dollars a game, and went thirty and zero for the first time in his entire life. Oh wow! So he won thirty thousand dollars. So he sends me up to go collect it. So I fly into Albany, New York. I meet Louis at the airport. I go in this restroom with two guys. They look like mob guys, and they handed me this. Uh, brown bag and they told me to count it so I did and it was 30 grand so after that was done Louis says you want to go to Louis owned the bar there she says you want to go to my bar and have it's about six hours before your flight leaves I said all right so we went into this bar when I walked into the bar they all thought I was the press man oh okay, okay. Well, they start hounding me what are your picks for this week please <laughs> tell me what we never saw nothing like this in your life so I was, I was sitting at the bar. I said to uh, Louie, I said, Louie, why don't I leave 20000 down for next week? No. 
you take the money. I said, Larry will understand. I'll explain it to him. Don't worry. I said, I'm his right-hand man. He, he won't get mad about it. Let me leave 20 grand here. I said, he's, never go he's not going to do this. Oh, I've never seen nobody like that. I said, please, leave, let me leave the 20 grand. He wouldn't do it. Okay. Yeah. So I got home. I flew back. Got back to Deerfield. Met Larry in his office. He gave me two grand for going to pick it up. I said, "Hey, thanks." He goes, "Well, how were they there?" I said, "Well, I, I told Louie I would leave twenty grand." He says, "You don't want to accept that?" I go, "No." He wanted me to give it to you in full. He said, "Okay." I said, "Well, they think you're God up there," and he loved to hear no, that. Oh yeah, he loved that. Yeah. The oh, following yeah. week, he lost almost every bet and owed Louie thirty grand. Well, you ain't going back. Now you're not going up there. Louie never got it. So about a year and a half later, uh -oh. Louie came down to the uh, <laughs> stand, and Larry sold him all this old Class B. It wasn't worth nothing. Mm -hmm. And Larry says, that call us even? What was Louie going to say? Yeah, yeah. Took it. Yep. And that was another yeah. one. And then, were you the guy who came? Who was the guy from Chicago? Wasn't you? Me, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can tell that. Yeah. I guess you got paid. <laughs> I got paid. Because <laughs> I was out of that one because I said, Chicago? No, I don't want to uh, do that. Yeah, that, I didn't want to go to New York. Yeah. I was really scared. That's when he hooked up, up with old man Angelo in Chicago, and I was Angelo's right hand guy. You know, okay. that's how I first went out to Deerfield. So that's man, how you came that's in. That's how picture. I knew his old man says, right. go out there and pick up these fireworks and bring uh, it back, you know? Because he told me he had a connection in Chicago, yeah. and I said, I want out. Yeah, well. <laughs> I want out. I don't want to yeah. get involved in this one. Yeah. Yeah, just the reputation of Chicago alone made you not yeah. want to go out there, no. really. Well, I guess he. Well, back took in care those days, yeah, yeah, back yeah, in I those guess. days, yeah. Uh, yeah it's amazing I, how things used that's to how be. I, that's how I. That's how I went out to Larry. Like, yeah, that's how you I, met Larry. The guys came I worked out when for he was in prison. Yeah, go yeah. out there and pick up these fireworks for and I'd bring them back for all the mob guys to sell, you know. And I would take my, you know, my share of the fireworks, you know. And then uh, that's how we did it. Yeah, that's yeah. how we started. And then I met Larry the year after, you know, and uh, yeah, that was some, man, there was some wild times. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was telling the story how I, I was, I don't know, maybe $1,000 short, and he took my gold <laughs> chain for collateral. I'm like, really? You know I'm going to be back out here next week. He, he didn't like he, to get paid. He always, if you owed him, he wanted it. Oh, he wanted it, he but wanted he, didn't, it. he sure didn't like to pay. Yeah, he didn't like sure. nobody owing him money. Yeah. He'd get all uptight about it. <laughs> That's funny. But he was something. Huh? Yeah. Is this it? The yeah, end? that's well, no, I'm, that's I'm, it. I'm, I don't want We're it. done. I want to I want to end this. Oh, right. We're done. That's it. Thanks a lot, Steve. It's been, it's been awesome. Right. Well, we love those stories, Steve. And right, well, thanks uh, you know, for inviting and, uh, me. A few years back, well, you know, I say a few years, you might as well double it, you know, but uh shortly after Larry died, which was what, two thousand 12 13. i think or 2013 yeah 2013 so we did uh rob burke you know uh oh, rob, rob. good old robbie rob burke um you know he wanted to do his obituary yeah yeah well he wanted to do a thing at the pgi like a little larry lomaz gathering and sit around like we're doing and tell larry lomaz right. stories and Rob Burke gets up there and he tells a couple of stories. Well, well Chicago John, get up here because Chicago John knew him Larry better than anyone, blah, 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 you know. And he's got me sitting there telling a few Larry Lomaz stories, you know, uh -huh. uh, in front of a bunch of people at PGI. But uh, Rob Burke uh, was the only guy that wouldn't give Larry credit. And uh, he, went out, he went out to deliver toilet paper to Larry's office. 
And uh, Ada was working, you know. Yeah. And Rob Burke says, you know, you know, when the, the two Jew guys get together, they, yeah, you know, they ain't gonna, yeah, they, yeah, they're not gonna, you know, neither one of them, either both gonna get screwed or neither one we're gonna get screwed, you right. know. So Rob Burke said, don't do if he don't have the money, don't leave him any toilet paper. <laughs> so, so guy drives all the way from Warren, Ohio to uh, Deerfield. Brings two cases of toilet paper in, and once again, Larry doesn't have the money for a toilet paper. No. So, so guy says, oh, you don't have the money. Rob Burke told me, I got to take this. You know, I think it was old man. Uh, I think was, I forget that guy. I, but, I don't know who it was. Yeah, Rob Burke had this. You know, Rob, Rob Burke and Larry had all these people just hang around with him. You know, like the old timers. They just worked there, you know. So the guy says, Rob, you don't have the money. He says, take the toilet paper back. Don't leave it to him. We'll never get paid. So Ada says, we don't have any toilet paper. I got to go to the bathroom. So the guy gets back on the phone and says to Rob, Rob says, all right, leave him two rolls. <laughs> well, I, uh, I can tell you this. Rob used to call Larry Big Buck. Yeah, Big Buck. Oh. Buck. And I told Rob one time, me and Doug told him one time, oh, we were having lunch. I said, I said, Larry really hates you calling him Big Buck. Yeah, yeah. He goes, really? I go, yeah, but he would never say it to your face, Rob. Mm -hmm. As soon as you walk out of the room, he would say, Mellon. why does he call me Big Buck? I don't like that name. I hate yeah, that yeah. name. Rob never knew that. Rob never knew it, We yeah. told him one time. I said, Rob, every time he'd walk in, hey, Big Buck, what are yeah. you doing, Big Buck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Larry would hate that. But he would never tell it to Rob's face. Yeah. Never no. say, Rob, don't call me that. That was another yeah. one that uh, and even Larry Yeah, and liked. even throughout all the years, you know, Burke would just, you know, we're like, Buck, Buck. And, you know, then when he's with his son, he's like, uh, I forget what he called, Jaden Bum Bum. Hey, Bum Bum. <laughs> I don't know why he just. That used to irritate Larry yeah. so much. Yeah. He hated it. He yeah, hated every time we go, hey, Bum Bum, Bum Bum. Then he'd be like, Buck, where you going, Buck? With that whiny voice, you know, and we laugh. Yeah, but Did I ever tell you about the story when we, uh, uh, what was the guy that um, uh, had that one place out in Las Vegas? It was called Something Town. Not Jack McCoy. No. It was oh. outside of Vegas. Oh, uh, <coughs> no. Sam's Town. Sam's Town. Sam's Town, yeah. And mm -hmm. the guy that owned it, his name was Sam. Me and Larry went out there, I'm going to say it was in the 80s. And somehow he got credit from Sam Boyd. It was Sam Boyd. Boyd, yeah. Sam yeah. Boyd. And... He got like a $5,000 credit line. So we went gambling out there. I don't know how Larry ever met this guy. Yeah. So he goes, come on, go with me. I got a $5,000 credit line. Let's go out and gamble. So Larry got on the dice table. He probably lost it in about an hour and a half. So he signed some papers, told Sam, I'll have you the money. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm the firecracker guy. And, you know, Larry that. always had the bling. You know, he had the Rolex. He had, yeah, the, you he, know, he, the, he, the gold with a Larry on there. He, he knew know, how he, to. He played the part. Oh, he played yeah, the he part knew well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember that. And confidence. To, he had confidence. We get back yeah. to Vegas. I mean, back to uh, Deerfield. And this Sam guy starts calling every day. And Larry avoided his calls. Now, I don't know how many times the guy called. And I, till this day, don't know if he if Larry ever paid him or not. Yeah. I'm going to assume he didn't. I would assume and, so, yeah. And because uh, he didn't go out to Vegas for a couple of years there. Yeah. He stayed yeah. away. Right, yeah. But he he got the dunes once, 
Yeah. With uh, Mike Tony. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. That's he a name I haven't heard in a well, long time. When he came and woke me up about three in the morning, says, we got to get the f out of here. I knew what that meant. Yeah. He wasn't paying the bill. Yeah. Because we went right to the airport, got on our flight early that morning. We out of there. I go, why are we leaving so early? He goes, I go, well, what do you think why we're leaving so early? Yeah. He says, you see how much shit we ordered? All the, uh, we had food, room service every day. Mm -hmm. And Larry would order everything. Yeah. He, whatever they yeah. would give me, he'd order. Right. And he says, I ran up about a $10,000 tab there. We got to get out of here. Yeah, and it was. He was famous. I'll tell yeah. you that. He, yeah. he left a he left a lot of scorched earth in his he, wake, he, and he hurt a lot of people. He hurt a lot of people financially. Yeah, yeah. hurt well, a lot of people financially. Yeah. Well, yeah, he hurt a lot of people. I I know the fence guy that put the fence yeah, up the around fence there. Guy. He never paid that guy, and that guy went broke. They got to put the addition on the building. Didn't get paid oh, that yeah, guy. Oh yeah, didn't pay yeah. that guy. He yeah. I don't know how he could get people to come out. The camera guy so. didn't pay the camera no. guy. He had all no. those fancy cameras. He had a oh, yeah. joystick on his desk. I mean, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he's like, look at look at a plant, Johnny. Look and, at the plant. And uh, uh, once he, you got it inside that fence, it was his. Yeah. yeah. You weren't gonna get in. Yeah. He locked the gates. He wouldn't let you in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was unbelievable. He was something. He oh, the legend, the man, if, the myth, the legend. If he would have ran, uh, uh, he could have really made a lot of money. If yes, he, he could, uh, and he could have, and and I rightfully say, if he would have listened to you and 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 uh, a couple of guys us guys were there, good, you guys were. We a would good tell team. Him, Larry, we got to do this. We got to buy yeah. this. Yeah. No, he didn't care. No, that money went in his pocket. Yeah. When it got in his pocket, and I always said it didn't matter how much money Larry made. If he didn't want to pay, he wasn't going to pay you. It didn't matter how much he made. It, you know, no. if he had a bad, it wasn't where, oh, he had a bad year, he couldn't pay. Yeah. No, it, it, he could have a great year. He, he never had a paid. bad year because no. he never paid nobody. He never paid nobody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to have a good year when you don't have to yeah. pay anybody. And I think he finally did get yeah. China in the end, too. Yeah, he finally oh, got yeah, China he in got the end. Oh, uh, yeah. The black guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Black cat guy. Uh, what was his uh, name? Shifeng, uh, that was uh, back uh, at that time was. Uh, Sam Wan or Sam, something like that. Sam Wong, I think. Yeah, he got him. Yeah, yeah. He, we never got Black Cat again. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He did. He did uh, yeah. He, <laughs> son of a gun. He he, he'd make up his own. Well, he, his brand was M100. M100, yeah. Atomic Bob. Yeah, I got the, I got the picture in my yeah, office. Yeah, I still there, have one know? of those yeah, left, yeah, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It might be for something someday. I yeah, don't yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I just, I just, I just uh, auctioned off some Bikini Beach firecrackers <laughs> with a bunch of other stuff and Warhead Launcher and a, Raised like three hundred dollars or so at the auction. I, I tell you what, his best thing was he could he was a great PR guy. Yeah, he could yeah. go out and promote his product. Hi, can it. we get another round? So I, uh, you know what I'm thinking, right? Okay, good. But he was a terrible money manager. He was, yeah, really yeah. bad. He didn't just, pay taxes. He had no respect nothing. for it. That no. was his problem. Wait, 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 wait. He didn't pay taxes? No, no. He he would always scam on the state income tax and yes. all that. Yes. The sales tax. The sales yeah, tax. Catalogs. He, he destroyed catalog companies. Yeah. yeah. How, what do you mean he would destroy catalog companies? He would get, he never paid them. Yeah. He, well, advertising uh, them back yeah. in the day. You know, all the wow. back of the back, of the back page and all that. There was, the, he had ways of working things. <laughs> he. What what sport did he always bet? Was it football? Yes. Oh, did he bet Oakland the, Raiders. O Oakland Raiders, that was really. His favorite team. Yeah. Wow. Football and a lot of basketball too. Towards yeah, the end, yeah, he went to get yeah. on the basketball. 
Yeah. Did he ever? Uh, I mean, because he's the, I've known him. He's the guy who bought Sammy Hagar's condo, right? Yep. Yeah, that's did, correct. Did he, After he stayed at my condo, he, he didn't, bought Sammy Hagar's he didn't, condo. Uh, he didn't screw Sammy out of money, did he? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yes. No. Yeah, he paid Sammy it. called. Oh, there my a lot. brother, my brother-in-law Tommy would I be heartbroken. About him. Oh wait, wait. How did he screw? Uh, how did? Larry Lomas screw Sammy Hagar. I got him. You don't have to explain it because. Well, he paid the <laughs> down we, can payment. We tell the, can we tell this? Yeah, story? he always makes a down no, payment. No, he made the down payment. Well, he was of course. But it's give, a real estate transaction. Yeah, but it was but a under the table real estate transaction. Sammy was getting out of his condo and going somewhere else, and Larry got. He had a realtor involved because I was with him when he bought it with the realtor. Right. He had a realtor involved, and he's, I'm going to make this payment, that payment, and. Yeah, he got pictures, Sammy, and all that, and he made that payment. But then, then, he, then once he got it, he never paid the electric bill. They shut off the power. He never paid the association dues. He never paid never nothing. Never paid anything. And that was the biggest mistake of my life because I should have taken the condo and gave him Deerfield because he would have lost Deerfield anyways, and I would have had the condo. It probably, I'd still own it, I'd still be renting it out, or I would have sold it uh -huh. and built something else because it was a great yeah, I didn't condo. know all the details about it, but yeah. I remember Sammy Hagar calling yeah. out there a lot. Sammy Hagar would call Oh, Ohio. yeah, where's oh, yeah. Larry at? Where's Larry yeah. at? Oh, yeah. Of course, Larry wouldn't. Yeah. When he when he knew people wanted him money, he he disappeared. Yeah, he disappeared. He ghosted in our yep. But he, I remember, uh, you know, he'd tell people, no, I'm with Sammy Hagar. I got tequila. <laughs> he, he was... He, when when he got there, he goes, I, I am in Sammy Hagar's condo. You know, I mean, it was like, you know. So, yeah, he was proud of that. Oh, my God, yeah. He stayed at my place one time, and then, uh, he, he, oh, man, I love Cowboy. I love Cowboy. That's why he never went back. He bought the condo. Yeah. He went back a couple times. They didn't pay that money. He never went back again. I went and looked at that condo. It was in shambles just from the dust and the dirt and everything like that, you know. Then it was up. Thank you. But yeah, he. He didn't pay. He didn't pay the rest of that balance out, you know. Yeah, he didn't pay yeah. the rest of that balance yeah. off, and and uh, but he was telling. What I that, didn't know uh, the details yeah. on that one. That's amazing. I know. I knew he bought a condo there. So well, he told me he did. Lo and behold, I got the Sammy because Sammy Hagar's deal was he would. He said, "You gotta leave all the. You gotta leave I'll all take your. Uh, you gotta leave all your uh, your memorabilia and all that, you know." So Sammy Hagar said, "Okay, you know." So. Lo and behold, I got the Sammy Hagar jersey in my, you know, bottom of my uh, uh, house in Cabo when, now. When, when I fly out of Cleveland, John, they have a Sammy Hagar bar there. Yes. And every time I, I, I go there to get a drink, and I, if he was there, I would say, hey, do you remember Larry Lomas? Yeah, yeah. I would but love I to do a meet and greet with Sammy just to mention the name Larry Lomez to see what he what the expression <laughs> on his face. Oh, he'd remember him. That's for oh, sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But he he loved all that memorabilia, and he took that out of there. That was the first thing he took out of there. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I tell you, I didn't see Larry when it, when he was dying like he did, yeah. John. He called me a couple times, and I I, I asked him, could I come and see? And he didn't want me to see him. I don't Yeah. he was looking yeah. really bad. And... Uh, I remember when they auctioned the place off. Yeah, yeah, you were there, yeah. I came out there, me and Brett came out there, and I just told one, I just asked John, I just want to walk around. Because yeah. I worked there for 20 years, yeah. so I have a lot of memories out there. And, uh, but his, where he had his safe, yep. I, that, that's another story. All the lights, yeah. He built the, the safe, he built a cement thing around it, and it was still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because 
when he got raided in 87, they hauled his safe out, which had about $100,000 <laughs> in it, or more than that. It had about eight or 900000 in it. Wow. And he told me and Brett, they'll never carry a safe out of my place again. Mm-hmm. And that's when he got this safe yep. that was butted up to his office, and he put like almost a foot of cement all the way around it. You could, you would never move. I bet it's still out there today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I sure it is. it's still out there today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's on that land now? It's a auctioneer place, mm-hmm. from what I hear. Yeah, you know, when I when I got that place and I walked around and I took the gator and I went out by the oil rigs, you know, the oil field. Yeah, and all way that. in the back. And I'll tell you, even myself, I didn't have the money. I couldn't afford to keep it, but... I fell in love with the property. I just fell in love with the property. 88 acres. Yeah, 88 acres. and I just, 44 on each, yep. on each parcel. I just, you drove around there. I just, if I could have kept it, I would have kept it. You know, it just it was a draining thing of money. We could never get Deerfield open again. It was a nightmare. Yeah. And uh, But I did fall in love with the property. And I'm like, God, you know, but, I, but Larry, went, Larry couldn't he had, make it He right, had the uh, you know? biggest fireworks store probably in the country at one time yeah longest yeah it was when he put over that 600 on, feet was, long yeah 600 feet long what do you say the showroom yeah yes bring your binoculars so you can see the, bring your binoculars so you can see the <laughs> end of it and back when he was rebuilt i said larry cut that showroom down you don't need to do that you know well, I need an office trailer. I, I said, you know, I go make the back half of the store of the office, put your glass up there, you can see out, and this way the, yeah. it's always open and it's, the lights are on, it's heated. I mean, he, you know. He, uh, <laughs> he didn't want to do that. He didn't want to do nothing right. Nope. And when he wanted to restore, he wanted to like, make it like original. I'm like, yeah. what are you, nuts? You won't build places like he this anymore. He would never fix buildings. <laughs> nope. Uh, we would, never heat me it. Me and Brett would tell him, let's. Let's put new roofs on the building. No, no, forget that. I go, Larry, we store fireworks. We got to protect these buildings. No. But how many buildings did he build because he was a hoarder? He, he, would, built, he was a hoarder. He built all those buildings he, we had, to hoard all that merchandise. Let's see, one, two, three, four. There was Again, four, it sounds familiar. Four on, <laughs> on, on row one. On row two, there was probably three. And then we had the B building, the B way, building in way in the back. The back. Yep. And then he built that block building right there by his office yeah yeah that yeah. was a big building yeah too. that was a, yeah that was yeah, that, that was the, the biggest remember one. The, that big green warehouse yeah. where that burned down yeah. yeah so yeah he had a lot of he had a lot out there a lot of similarities the king. a lot of similarities i Sounds have like he of, was the king yeah a lot of similarities i have a larry because i was with him so much right but uh you know differences uh we pay our bills and uh right. the buildings yeah. i build and the merchandise we carry we like to sell we don't want to we don't hoard it larry hoarded it and you don't have a gambling problem no yeah. i remember when we were living in florida uh down in florida together i asked him do you have a con doesn't your conscience bother you he says, what's a conscience? I said, well, never mind, because you don't have one. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> because if he, nothing if he, bothers you. If he has to I ask mean, you. He could screw a person. and what, two, A day later, he already forgot about it. It was gone. Didn't know. Yeah, didn't yeah, realize it. Yeah. Mine. yeah. It didn't bother him a bit. Yeah, that's a, it is a sad And he job. would always say to me, Stevie, I'm going to pay these people. I just don't have it right now. Oh, yeah. And I go, Larry, you're never going to yeah, pay yeah. Just admit it. Yeah. But he would always say, that, I'm going to pay them. I would like Never when did. these new people met Larry and uh, like Bob Quinn and like B-Man and all them, they had to, uh, they were just uh, a 
torn to him, uh, attracted to his lifestyle, attracted, and they just thought if you hang around with a guy like Larry, you could yeah. make money. I, I will say one thing about him. I went out with him probably a thousand times. He would always pick up the tab. He, he always. That, that, that was what I never understood that about him because every time you would go out with him, he would never let you pay. No, yeah, no. He yeah, always. He, he always won the pay. Always. And that's why Bob is yeah. so much like Larry. He yeah. always, uh, Larry would always pick up the tab. He no would always what. pick up the but tab. Most, but most of the time we were working for him, doing yeah. something for him. Yeah, just yeah, like I I, would, yeah, I was yeah. working for him. Just then. like I go out with my group yeah. and, you know, I always pick never, up the tab. He would never, never let me Hey, never. Even at PGI, we'd all go out for coffee or something or sit around the table. They just loved And Larry loved that. It was like he was uh, sitting there at, in a, in a holding you know, court. Holding yeah. court. You know, he loved yeah. that. But that bill would yeah. come, uh, and then he did it. And then even with the PGI, he gave them money, lifetime membership. You know, because he just yeah. – he, he, he would rather use his money to impress people because he knew he could get more from those people right. by impressing them. You got you know? that right. That, that's what he did. You know, he got really right. he did a, a great job of that. And that's why people wanted to hang around with him because, um, and I knew a lot of people like that in Chicago. You know, I, they were the biggest scammers ever. And they, you know, they, the guys say, they'd go to the car dealership, get a brand new Cadillac. They'd go to this guy and get a suit. They go to the pawn shop and get a watch and jewelry. He said, when I picked that customer up at the airport, you know, in a big Cadillac and the way they're dressed, they had the looks too, you know. Yeah, he, he knew how to. Yeah, and, uh, and they say, he said, the minute that guy got in that Cadillac, you, you had him because he, he just wanted to be, he, man, like, man, this guy just, yeah. I got to be part of this success. Well, you one know? time we were living in Florida, Tampa, and we rented this real rich house. Well, of course, we only paid the down payment. Okay. And we lived there almost 13 months before <laughs> they evicted us. Okay. Well, we uh, we need we were doing the catalog. Of course, Larry never had the money to do the catalog, so we had to impress this company. It was uh, uh, Barry Ferrari. I don't know if you ever got a chance to meet him, but Barry Ferrari was the representative, so he was going to come and meet Larry that night. Uh, in about a week, so Larry goes. We gotta go. We gotta make this place look like a million dollars. I want you to go rent a Lincoln Continental. Yeah. Okay. I said, What do you mean? Go. You got a credit card. Larry hardly ever had no. a credit card. He he, he bankrupted Ada with the yeah. credit cards. So so, I I said, All right, I'll go get a Lincoln Continental. I'm gonna go order all this furniture. We're gonna lay this place out. So we did. We bought. Larry must have bought seven or eight thousand dollars worth of furniture. I went and rented a Lincoln Continental. <laughs> he says, "Now when these guys get here, you let me do all the talking." I said, "I ain't gonna say a word. I'll keep quiet." So these representatives come from this press company, so we could do a catalog. So Larry, they come in and he starts bragging about, "Yeah, I got houses all over. This was my Tampa house." We uh, have houses all over the country. And you're in a house like that this. you haven't even paid for. And huh? It's all a sham. You didn't right. pay for the house. Everything's own, rented. Yeah. Own, our car will take you out to dinner, whatever you guys want. And, and he big, put on always the biggest big impression. And Larry got a $150,000 credit that night. The guy said, okay, I'll print your catalog. And pay me when your season's over with. I Now, I'm pretty sure... He paid that guy because he wanted him to print more catalog. Because once we got the catalog out, the money started coming in. The money started coming in. Starts, yeah. starts coming in like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. That was 
I'm going to say that was like in 85, 86 when we were That Tampa, was the Florida. biggest thing. When, when Larry lost a mail, the firework mail order business, he never could adjust his life back down. Because no. he was making a lot of money off the mail order. And big, and big profit margins well, on that. Well, when we lost mail order, I, I told Why him, did you lose mail order? You just couldn't do UPS it anymore? UPS quit. UPS quit. UPS, when they changed UPS, it to UPS hazardous material, it. UPS got out of the business. Well, they, they ruined it. All three of them did. Bruce, Isaac, and Larry were pushing fireworks in states that they didn't want, you weren't allowed. And they were arresting UPS drivers, yeah. raiding UPS, yeah. fire marshals and everything. So they quit. They now, who was Isaac? I mean, you heard Isaac was the guy down in Florida. Uh, uh, um, uh, he was in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay. So you what, never met him? No, what was no, his he, company? Uh, his company was called... Uh, um, Prism Fireworks. Oh, Prism. Okay, I heard of Prism, but I didn't know that was Isaac. So, okay. but yeah, once again, him. Larry was his well, own worst enemy. Well, he was bought out by uh, TNT. TNT. He made a sweet deal. Great deal. Yeah. I'm sure he did, he used yeah. to He used to buy from us yeah, years yeah. ago. I helped Isaac get started in Florida. Didn't Prism open? Well, who was the guy that opened? No, oh, he opened up another store called Midwest. Well, who was the guy that opened up right near Larry and would use his name? And Larry was always battling with him right off the... He had that little store right off the highway there. That that was but Sam Abadula. Okay, and what do you okay. call him? Midwest. He's called. He was called Prism too. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah, I thought yeah. it was Prism. So yeah. was Isaac. Yeah, okay. But Isaac had the name first. Yeah, okay, okay yeah. Yeah, Larry and him, that, that guy, were in a lot of wars. Yeah, yeah. A lot of yeah. wars. Well, Larry had wars with everybody. Oh yeah. yeah. Him and Bruce used to have some. Oh my God! Wars. Yeah. Really. I was shocked when uh, Bruce uh, showed up at Larry's wake. You know that? I brought him there. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I wasn't there. I was in New York at the I, time. I, I, I couldn't go, way. but I, I heard, I'm yeah. like, wow, Bruce went to Larry's yeah. wake. I figured he went to just make sure he's going. Well, I, I <laughs> just shut up and said a few things, and, and uh, I, there was all Hawaii people there, and uh-huh. I went up and I said, I'm, I was there in the beginning, mm-hmm. and, I, and I said, I started out there in 1973. I said, when Clark... Taylor was there, the Novelli brothers. Novelli, uh, yeah. Brett. Dennis, and, he's a dentist and, now, and, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. No, he's a chiropractor. Chiropractor. And and I said I was I was there in the beginning and um, when it all started. I see a lot of people here are from Hawaii. I had nothing to do with Hawaii. I said uh, uh, Larry is a, a legend in the fireworks industry. I said he had a weird way of running a business but it's i've always said this about him and i'll say it to the day i die he knew how to get get around the law better than every anybody i've ever met and he fought for fireworks and never stopped fighting yeah. he opened up and, new hampshire and he opened up i opened up florida yeah. new hampshire with him yeah. if it wasn't for his his uh his uh, uh style of never giving up yeah. The, them states would have never got open. Yeah. And uh, he went on and opened up Hawaii yeah. since I have left. But I just want to say one thing about him. He wasn't for him. I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Yeah. I got a home in Florida. I've done very well in Florida. And he's the one who let me go down there and do it. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. We were best friends. And yeah. he says, Stevie, I'll. I'll make you famous, which he did. He says, you'll probably get arrested. You'll be on TV. But that's what you got to go through. And he, yeah. he was absolutely well, correct. And, well, you stuck by his side, uh, too. I, was, I will say this. Yeah. He always knew how to find the best lawyers in town. Oh, yeah. And he was a genius at it. 
I really yeah. say it. We had the best lawyer in Tampa. Yeah. Well, and that's was... how we got the state open. Yeah. And then down in uh, West Palm Beach, we he got he found Roger Colton. Mm-hmm. Was a dynamite lawyer. He ended up being on TV, an analyst, when uh, the Kennedy guy was in trouble. Wow. Roger Colton was the analyst on TV. Really? And I said, that's our attorney, you know. But he got us open in West Palm. So yeah. It's a lot. He did a lot for me, and uh, I always thanked him yeah. for it. No, you know, like I say, uh, we we understood him, and we put up with a lot, but we understood oh, yeah. him, and we liked him. And uh, people today, you know, they don't even know, you know, that – the, you know, Tammy and all of them here, Bob, and they're talking about Larry Lomaz, but they don't really know. How, they don't know what he did. They really don't know what industry. he did and his style. And yeah. when he was a kid, he was, I mean, he just never, he never gave up. He was a, he, Larry no. just fought from the time I think he was born to the day he died. died he yep. was fighting. He would fight and, for uh, fireworks all the way. Never I know, stopped. and he said he, he, uh, he left home at, I think, 18 years old yes, or something like true. that. And he returned back home at like 20 years old with a brand new Cadillac Eldorado, you know. <laughs> and I think it was, like, and he said, you know, I came back home and it was like to prove hey, it. He's like, I can make he, it, you he know. Bought that property out in Deerfield. Yeah. And that was a middle of nowhere back then. Yeah, well, well, that's all they would allow it back yeah, then. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. People don't realize what he he's did for the industry. Yeah, he really. Yeah, they owe him a lot. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, I don't. I, yeah. May you he know, rest in peace. May man. he rest in peace. We, we and we talk about him every once in a while, but you hear that, Larry? <laughs> as John looks down at the floor, there you go. Well, Steve, Guys, it's been awesome. Thank you. Much longer. Uh, no, well, that's Steve, all right. Thank you so much. Awesome. It's yeah, always it's a great. pleasure, Steve. And I'm so glad yes. that we got reacquainted a few a few years back at PG yeah. at uh, over here well, at NFA. My story with John is everybody <laughs> knows that I've told everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chicago John, I was the one that saw him the fireworks yeah. first when he came out. He was, is that when I go to Pinball Expo to see uh, Larry, uh, to see Rob Burke? I gotta go say I'm, I know Chicago John. You, you ought to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, you know Rob Burke. Oh, yeah, is, uh, yeah. You just yeah. Oh, Rob, Chicago Buck, John, Burke. Yeah, she's going there and go Burke, Burke. Yeah, <laughs> this is what he always called Larry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that used to irritate Larry. John's what. <laughs> Got one of the famous ones. I sold him a 24-foot of U-Haul in a, a U-Haul truck. Caused me about an hour and a half later and told me the truck caught on fire and caught blew up. Fire. Lost all the fireworks. Yep. Larry was in prison. He says, well, tell him to come on back. Come on back, yeah. <laughs> tell him to come on back. We got more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so never forget that. There you go. Chicago thanks a lot, Steve. We appreciate it. Uh, Steve's always a pleasure, yes, man. Thanks. I'll tell you. Gotta love these NFAs just for the stories. <laughs> All right, John. That was interesting. It was certainly I interesting. Liked I like that interview. I, I think it was good, and I think it was informative. Uh, now that, uh, you know, NFA's over, we're back home now. What What's, uh, you know, your mile-high review of NFA? How did you like it? And it was nice seeing the, the, the Chinese people. We saw Wilson again. We saw... Yeah. Uh, guys from a bunch of other companies. That was all good to see all those. People. It was great for me. You know, I you know, I, I, sometimes I say I have to apologize. To, you know, to the, yeah, to a know. lot of the Chinese you customers tell because were, yeah. I can't always recognize who they are or reckon. I recognize their faces, but I don't mm-hmm. always remember their names or which companies they come from because right. you meet so many and. You know, I, I personally visit over, you know, 50, 60 factories while I'm there. I, 
you know, personally meet with, you know, 20 some vendors and their colleagues. Yeah. So it is hard when you see them three years later to exactly remember who they are. I mean, of course, they remember me, but I'm only one, you know. Right. And um, and we buy containers from them. But, right. uh, you know, everyone else I've been talking on WeChat. I haven't mm-hmm. had any interaction with them you know mm-hmm. as far as on a personal level we're not on we're not even on a zoom call we're just right chat right know? right so right so it, yeah but it was great yeah, to it was, see it them was great to see everyone i thought the uh i thought the uh the trade show was good i thought there was a lot more booths this year did it seem like that to you well of course there was because you had all the chinese yeah, people yeah, here, that's true you it, know and i know the demos get monotonous but i really don't see another alternative to that they are what they are you just keep going yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it was nice well, for us. It was only a couple hours away from Chicago, so that was good. Yeah, but. the only thing I could say is, you got to limit the companies and you got to limit the demos to ten minutes, because you know when you start shooting twenty five items, it's too much. Yeah, you know, I mean, after a while, they just all blend in. They blend in. Let you know, let's take ten minutes. You want to do nine shot racks? You're talking at maybe you know, eleven items, twelve items, or whatever. But if you're gonna do a 10 minute show, you could probably knock off 15 items and that's plenty. I mean, you can't just keep going on on and on and on and on and on. And I really think the demos should start at about eight 30 or, you know, because why waste the fireworks on, on daytime sky. Right. And I do feel sorry for the first, for the first guy shooting a demo because half of his demo is being shot in, right. in dusk. And, you know, we have to be honest. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a big fundraiser for NFA, and they do a lot of good. Yeah. And we've talked about that. So I get it, and they have to do what they have to do. So, I mean, you have to take it with with a grain of salt. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But it was good. And I think next year it's back in Erie, Pennsylvania. Back in Erie, Pennsylvania. And that's always good. And, um, you know, Steve Hauser, he's he's stepping down. And we have Madam President now. Yeah, Madam President. Yes, we met her. We talked to her. We bought her posters. We just didn't get a chance to get her on the uh, no. podcast. But we probably should uh, call her up. Making a send her an email, make an appointment to get her on a podcast. We could do a Zoom call. We that. could do a Zoom call with her and, and yeah, record. Her it. Yeah, 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 and we'll do it. We'll do it for the YouTube channel. So yeah. that'll be good. So yeah, so that's it. And uh, but overall, good NFA. It's always good to see everyone. And you know, you see Ed and you see TJ. Right? Was that isn't it TJ or AJ? AJ. Yeah. AJ, and then uh, the other popcorn guy, Matt. Uh, Matt Roach, Matt, yeah, Matt Roach, from, yeah, he's good. He's always fun. From uh, Dominator Fireworks, yeah, yeah. You know, that's my Chinese buddy there. Well, he's an American guy from Ohio, but yeah. in China we uh, start baking our, uh, you know, getting our microwave popcorn bags and uh, having a fun time. We had some microwave popcorn ourselves there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you went out yeah. and surprised me. Oh, and we come had, back had with some a couple back things. Yeah. And then we met. Uh, well, not that I met. I met him before. But good old Bob Keltner. He's another Larry Lopez yeah, guy. Bob Keltner. Bob's got yeah. some wild ideas. That's, yeah, I've really talked about uh, this time. This trip, I didn't get a chance to talk to Bob at all. In fact, I only seen him one time. I think. No, who did we have dinner with uh, the the night? Uh, the that's Bob Quinn. Bob Quinn. Oh yeah, yeah. Bob Keltner's the NFA guy. Yeah, Bob Quinn is the guy I'm thinking of. Bob Bob, Qu- Bob Quinn is uh, Bob Quinn's. Uh, you know, Bob wants uh, to do his own podcast, or he wants to take over this one. I think. Yeah, well, he, he wants to <laughs> take over the podcast industry or something. Yeah, like well, that. yeah, he wants. I, I told him, Bob, I'll, I'll help you record anything. Right you want. out of the playbook of Larry. Lomaz he's uh, now yes. if there's any guy that is uh, you know like Larry Lomaz's twin yes it would be Bob Quinn because Bob yeah. Bob's Bob spent <laughs> a lot of years with Larry Lo- the later Larry Lomaz in life so uh Bob got to see the Larry Lomaz that was I guess you know not as wild as he once was but still 
crazy enough and right. you know and uh bob and his cousin b man they met they met larry and larry was having a party and he flown in lobsters from maine <laughs> and both bob and b man said we got to meet this guy <laughs> so yeah. what i mean yeah and uh you know and bob took over uh ace midwest fireworks in Conneaut. And uh, so, yeah, Bob is like a Larry Lomaz twin. Yeah. Uh, hilarious. And I didn't know how serious he was or if he was just drunk. But well, he, hilarious, uh, drunk, both. and very generous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that and, dinner that second I, night was great. And I love him to death. I can honestly yeah. say great guy. Bob is probably the only friend I actually have in the world that actually likes me in the industry. You know? <laughs> okay. But, um, no, Bob is a lot of fun, and we'd had a great time with him. And, and Bob loves the Larry Whoa. Lomaz stories. And uh, as so many others do, but you know, obviously, as years go on, we've we're, we've got them all. We heard them all, yeah. but yeah, no, Bob Quinn's great. What was the name? He wanted to do a podcast called what? Again? No, he wants to cover. Uh, uh, well, the other girl, we uh, don't care or something like. I forget yeah, what? what um, yeah, just saying or just or. Um, um, yeah, I forgot. He he had so many ideas, but it was actually um, the um, girl from Galaxy Fireworks. Yes, uh, Christy. Christy from Galaxy Fireworks yeah. actually came up with a cool name mm -hmm. uh, about the podcast that yeah. Bob wants to because Bob wants to talk about gambling. He right. wants to talk about fireworks. Gambling, fireworks. I, to, I got drinking, his voice yeah. down. I want Politics. to talk about gambling, politics. I want to say what I want to say. We don't care. You yeah, know? we don't care. Yeah, uh, yeah. The we don't care podcast. If you don't you like know? it, turn it off. Don't listen. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't like it, don't listen. And I was like, Bob, it really doesn't go with the Fireworks Brigade brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't. Uh, we're begging for listeners. You right. Know? If you don't like it, please, maybe we'll say something you do like, you <laughs> yes. know. But um, no, yeah. So Bob's got a lot of. Well, Bob just Bob just loves the podcast, and will admit he doesn't even know how to get it on his phone or do anything with it. But no. <laughs> he's not a tech guy. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, but he loves the podcast. But like he said, I want to take the whole podcast thing over. I mean, I'm telling yeah. you, you know, like Bob's got all these wild and crazy ideas yeah. about podcasts. So we're gonna we're gonna help Bob out. Maybe well, we could have him on yeah. the show anytime you want. Well, maybe but, in the future. Well, we yeah. had him on the show before. Maybe we gotta yeah. get Bob on the show sober. You know maybe, I mean? maybe, yeah. maybe. I mean, let's not report a podcast from an Irish bar. No, no. <laughs> yeah. In fact, you know when I picked up his uh, when I picked up his um, Cadillac. Uh, the key fob. The key fob for a Cadillac, which I, you know, I don't have a Cadillac, so no. I was very quietly impressed with this. But it had a round arrow button. And I said to Bob, if you press this button, what does it do? Return you to the next, the nearest Irish bar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they all cracked up about it. They all yeah. loved it. But yeah. uh, so it was really fun. And we had a lot of fun with, uh, you know, Tammy and uh, Reed from um their insurance company there yeah 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 and, yeah we've uh, had them so on that the show. was good we don't ever like to mention names just in case but you know tammy and Reed, we'll leave it at that well so they were on the show a good time yeah, yeah they were on the show before mm -hmm. so uh we had a good time good. drinking with them and uh think yeah you know, thanks we, thanks again yeah. to the nfa so they always treat us right and yeah. uh um, we gave away a lot of t-shirts Gave away a lot we, of signs Oh there's no t-shirts left I no, asked Steve really? poor, poor Louie You got none oh my I didn't God. get one I don't think I got one I think someone gave away my medium Well I so mean yeah. I can Because I, I texted the guy I said hey I didn't get one Can you make me another one I can make two more if you yeah, want I take a medium Alright All right. Well that's good Because those are really good quality t-shirts well, good quality. Yeah. You, although you didn't like my design on the front, uh, but we'll, we'll do it now. We'll do a better one. Next yeah, time. I'm not. Yeah. It was looked like you just got pasted on. Well, there. we knew that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah that's it. So, well, but and then next. Uh, so this is September. We got our our annual Halloween episode. Oh, Halloween! Up. Yes, we'll do that one before you go to China. So let's get that one rolling in the early uh, early October, and then. 
we'll go on through the rest of the rest of the year and um you know we'll be doing a thanksgiving one in cabo probably all yep. that good stuff so um Fun thanks times. yeah thanks for listening everybody and we hope you enjoyed uh the yep, and enjoy this very low mass yes there you go